Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Realize teachers have to make with kids coming back to school. In Bladensburg, I'm John Doman. A whistleblower, a former head of security at Twitter, uh, talks about security problems. At 610, we'll talk to the Washington Post. And the Nats are in Washington State tonight to start a series with the Mariners. WTOP News Time, 6 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. A judge has now punted a motion back to former President Trump's legal team over documents seized from Mar-a-Lago. CBS's Stephen Portnoy has details. Judge Aileen Cannon, who was appointed by the former president, says the Trump legal team has got more work to do. She's given them until Friday to file a supplement to their motion, fleshing out such detail as precisely what relief Trump is seeking from the court. In May, the head of the National Archives rejected an earlier effort by Trump's lawyers to stop the FBI from conducting a national security damage assessment over 15 boxes worth of material that he voluntarily turned over in January. The National Archives found more than 100 classified documents in that batch. It is primary day in Florida where Democratic Congressman Charlie Crist is making another run for governor. This election will determine who gets to take on Ron DeSantis and uh, actually bring some true freedom to the Sunshine State again. He's up against Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, who could become the state's first female governor. CBS's Scott McFarland is keeping tabs on New York. In Manhattan, redistricting has forced powerful Oversight Committee Chair Carolyn Maloney to run against Judiciary Committee Chair Jerry Nadler. Upstate, here in Clintondale, in New York's 19th District, it's a special election. Abortion rights, a big issue in the final days, could be an indication of how big that issue will be in November. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has signed a disaster declaration over record rain. We're constantly looking at, at what extreme weather may lead to, whether it be Power demand, extreme heat, extreme cold, uh, heavy water, uh, or even drought. At least one person's died in floods. A jury's convicted two men who conspired to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, U.S. Attorney Andrew Burge. The verdict confirms that this plot was very serious, very dangerous, opposed a threat not only to the governor personally and her family, but also to innocent bystanders and to basic social order. The U.S. is sending more aid now to Ukraine. That would include an additional $3 billion in aid to train and equip Ukrainian forces. It would also involve additional U.S. troops remaining in Europe for the foreseeable future. This new funding will be aimed at helping Ukraine in the long term. The war hits the six-month mark on Wednesday when Ukraine celebrates its Independence Day. That's CBS's Cammy McCormick at the Pentagon. And the Department of Labor now says a Hyundai plant in Alabama violated child labor laws. That company called SL Alabama employed kids under 16 to make parts like headlights for Hyundai and Kia. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Welcome to a beautiful Monday evening this August the 23rd, 87 degrees. And there's a nice breeze out there. Did I say something funny? You're smiling. Uh, Tuesday. 
What did I, I said Tuesday again? No, you said Oh, Monday. no, it is Tuesday. It's the second time I did that. <laughs> it's because you were off yesterday. Uh, I blame you, Sean Anderson. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi there. It, I'm Sean Anderson, and it's 6.03 here on WTOP. And we have new details now on a stabbing that happened this afternoon on the Red Line platform at D.C.'s Metro Center. A man and a woman were hurt in that stabbing. It happened about 3.30. Now, D.C. police tell WTOP the man was unconscious and not breathing when he was taken to the hospital. The woman has a puncture wound. It's not considered life-threatening, but police are now still working to identify a suspect. We're still working the story. We'll get you more as we get it here on WTOP and WTOP.com. Now to the purple line. Next month, for the first time in two years, major construction will start again on the light rail system that will connect Prince George's and Montgomery counties. Still a lot of inspection in the current sites. After Labor Day is when you're really going to start seeing the workforce grow and a lot, lot more construction activity. Steve Lanning with Labor's International Union of North America says they've just signed an agreement with the purple line that should help any delays due to work shortages. When you have tight construction market, trying to recruit or retain the best workforce, you need to provide more than competitive wages. I think this agreement certainly has done that. Many of those construction workers who had to leave the project in 2020 will be back on the job. They see this as a high-profile project, a long-term project. They're excited to get back to work. The Purple Line is expected to be ready in fall of 2026. Luke Luker, WTOP News. 6.05. A woman is raped in her her Fairfax County apartment after waking up to find an armed man had broken in. This happened on Sunday night. Now there's an arrest in the case. We actually put a rush on a fingerprint, palm print from the scene. And uh, late yesterday morning, we got a match. Fairfax County police have arrested 22-year-old Anthony Agee. He's charged with raping a woman inside her rest and apartment on Sunday night on Lovedale Lane. The victim was watching TV and and dozed off uh, only to discover... uh, everyone's uh, worst nightmare. Major Ed O'Carroll says Agee is also linked to other crimes in the community. Right now we have uh, a June incident where he's charged with uh, the offense of peeping and indecent exposure. Detectives are also still investigating several other active cases. Annalisa Gale, WTOP News. CC continues struggling to handle thousands of migrants being bussed in from Texas and Arizona. And a bill introduced by D.C. delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton would provide the city with 50 million bucks in emergency aid. A day after the Pentagon rejected a D.C. request for the National Guard to help, Congress is being asked for the appropriation for emergency food and shelter for the migrants. The money would be provided to FEMA. On August 5th, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said the state had so far transported 6,500 migrants to the nation's capital since April. The migrant children will be welcomed into the D.C. public school system. School spokesman Enrique Gutierrez says a process is in place and the students will be provided direct enrollment and support. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Schools in Prince George's County are gearing up to welcome back students next week. But at some schools, teachers are preparing for things you might not expect. Our students are very eager to learn. Here at Templeton Elementary in Bladensburg, most of the 900 or so students are first and second generation immigrants, sometimes refugees. And that means even a fire drill needs extra prep time. Making sure they understand what's going to happen. It's going to be a loud sound. An annoying noise you might take for granted, but for them... And their own experiences may have a very different meaning. Amy Robinson's the interim principal here. With about a third of the staff new to the school, teachers are learning one of the first things 
things they have to do is make sure students feel safe before they feel comfortable learning. Student will leave to go to the bathroom and make his way up to check on his younger sibling in kindergarten. John Dome in WTOP News. Does Twitter have serious security problems and are you at risk? We'll talk about it next. 607. That's the third time you put an offer on a house you wanted and the third time you lost to a cash buyer. Cash buyers win in this market. Of course, you could go